0: All right, Josh, uh, just press record. for live, man. And to all of you pressing play right now, thank you so, so much for pressing play. It means a great deal to me. Uh, my name is Jimmy. This is my podcast, Mind Over Matter. And this is a podcast predicated around service-oriented leadership, helping you be the best version of yourself to conquer life daily. And if you kind of want to know what this is about, I encourage you, one, to listen to this interview with Josh. But again, this is helping you gain confidence in your life because a lot of people struggle with self-confidence This is also a means for you to live a healthier lifestyle, both mind and body. And then lastly, we all need to work on what's between our ears and the best that we can listen and learn from people like Josh, especially people of stature, just anybody in general and gain different perspective. it It can help enhance what's between our ears and help us conquer life daily. And that's the goal with this whole entire thing. I would talk some more plugs initially to start because this is our first official launch on YouTube. But I don't want to butcher our first official launch on YouTube by talking about that because we got an MLB All Star sitting right across from us today. Well, not technically not right across from us. He's in Pittsburgh right now. Uh, you know, he's he's kind of you know hanging or hanging under the radar right now with everything that's going on with COVID. And I'm sure Josh will talk a little bit about that here in a second. But let me do an intro real quick. Josh, I apologize. I don't have a cool drum roll or anything like that for you to segue. Nothing yet. Nothing fancy. But this is Josh Bell, as you can see. Uh, Josh is from Irving, Texas, and then he went to high school in Dallas, Texas, Judgment College Prep. And this guy was just a monster, monster at baseball. And I found this stat online, and I'm going to give you a couple stats about Josh because all of you baseball fans out there love stats. In high school, Josh had a 548 batting average, which is just insane. That's like a superhuman video game stats right there. This dude, didn't, this, this dude did not strike out. You could not strike him out if you tried. The ball was probably going over the fence. Anyways, but he was announced the Gatorade Player of the Year and the Riser of the Year, according to ESPN. And then soon after, he was awarded a scholarship, or excuse me, received a scholarship to the University of Texas at Austin, uh, down in the awesome state of Austin, Texas. Shout out, Texas. Everything's bigger and better here, but you didn't hear that from me. And he was there for a very short, 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 short amount of time. And then he got drafted by the Pittsburgh Pirates in 2011. He was the second-round pick, 61st overall. Uh, He made a pretty hefty lump sum uh, for being a second-round overall pick. It's probably one of the most highest in MLB history. But I would pay Josh a lot of money, too, if he was on my team. Uh, And then just like any other MLB player, he started small, worked big. And flashing forward more, particular to, more particularly to this 2019 season, because this is really your outbreak season, Josh, in my mind. Josh had a 277 batting average, 37 home runs, 116 RBIs. And not only that, Josh was the first, first baseman from the Pittsburgh Pirates since 1982 to be elected to the All-Star team. Not only that, he got to hit and show his skills in the home run derby, even though he didn't win it. But he was—he was yeah. uh, he was in, he was yeah, bad memories. Uh, he was in the home run derby because 27 of his 37 home runs recorded in 2019 were 414 feet on average long, with a long ball of 474. So this guy's got some pop on the bat. He's got some power, and I know he's about to deliver a powerful message to you today. So Josh, a little long winded to start, man, but thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule to join us today.
1: Cool. Excited to be here. I'm excited to be a part of this. Um, Let's get going.
0: Absolutely, dude. So it's not every day you get to interview an MLB All-Star, and it's a little bit different because we had been friends in high school, so I know you a little bit more than most people do. So it's not as nerve-wracking to interview someone of your stature right now. But I want to say this to everybody out there is, you know, we all grew up as kids, especially if you're a sports fan, wanting to be a professional athlete. And there's so many of us who fell short of our dreams, but Josh is living it. So, Josh, my first question to you, man, is what does it mean to you to be an MLB baseball player or even an all-star and to live out your dream that other people don't get to live?
1: Well, first and foremost, it's an awesome opportunity for me to wake up and and live a dream every day. Um, It's a definite incentive to continue to work hard and, continue to to strive for more to strive for the right answers um for the right situations to be in so i, I learned those answers i I learned how to grow um and I, i'll go and i'll go off on a, a little, little bit of tangent here i, I think that it, it all started um not ne- necessarily with my dream It was my dad's dream for me um and you you were there you you lived a, a big chunk of it in high school just mm. uh growing up, my, my dad had a dream for how I was going to live my life at this age. And that it, it all started with an idea that was centered around hard work. Um, and, and his mind, he would tell me, you know, if I'm wrong about this, I'm completely sorry. But if I'm right, the sky's the limit. So just listen to me. Like, I love you more than the world. Um, and if I'm right, you can have whatever you want. You can live whatever life you want. Um, and it, it really wasn't, sport-centered in a in a way i think he had an idea about life um an idea that if you go pedal to the metal full throttle towards what you want whatever it might be um and you care about it it's just like the the way of the universe you know it's a secret it comes back to you it comes back to you and and, and then some so when I was growing up it was it was basketball it was baseball it was school it was working out it was you know track at times it was soccer at times whatever I whatever uniform I was putting on for the season he was like okay what can we do in between the games in between the practices for you to get this much better um he had no idea that I was going to play first base you know you know at the Big League level he had no idea that I was going to be you know an all-star first baseman but he had an idea that if I worked hard at something, if, if I worked hard at everything, I would be really good at something. Right. So um, he he started that that dream for me and it started coming to fruition probably in high school when I started facing guys that were throwing 90. Um, I, I made, uh, you know varsity as a freshman and I'm, I'm facing guys and i'm like you know first few games i'm striking out but i get my first hit, and i'm like okay like I, I can do this this is fun you know i'm playing against guys older than me we're winning games we're going to the playoffs like okay like i might actually be good at this like that guy's going to this school this guy's a senior he throws 92 i just you know hit a double off the wall you know and i've got four years to go like this this is fun and flash forward you know 10 years later you know, here I am in the big leagues, it it, it all started from an idea that he had work your tail off. And that kind of sprouted in me and has allowed me to, to stay in the spot.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And it's different, like I said, to kind of grow up with you and everybody who played baseball with you always knew that your dad was probably your biggest supporter and your mom, obviously, as well. But your dad was at every game. He was always coaching. I remember being in football because I didn't I was pretty bad at baseball and sucked and got cut from the team before I got to play with you. I was on the football field playing and I would always see your dad running your butt on the track until you retired after practice and getting you ready. So, you know, it's awesome to see how your dad just really instilled in you such that elite mindset that carried you to the next level. So what is it, what do you think it takes to make it to the major leagues? Because obviously there's some skill involved, but Probably when you look at comparative to a lot of other professional sports, major leagues is probably one of the hardest to make it into the actual league to get your name called up to the next level. So what do you think differentiates, you know, someone who's in high school and college or somebody who's in the minors, you know, to getting that big call up in the majors?
1: You know, that's that's an extremely loaded question. I've, I've been a part of this game, at least on the professional side. Um, for nine years now and I've seen a lot of different stories. I've seen guys, you know, you look at Albert Pujols, he was like a 25th rounder. Paul Goldschmidt was the 30th rounder. like. And the, the lower your pick, the less opportunities you have, the less mistakes you can make, the less, uh, you know, growing period you have. So there there are guys that had their backs against the wall early and are now perennial all-stars going on to the Hall of Fame. And there are also guys that are, you know, first-round picks. That either, you know, throw their career away from decisions off the field or just can't really figure it out in between the lines to actually be elite um, at this level. Um, but first and foremost, it comes with an opportunity. It comes from, you know, a love for the game. One, you have to love the game. You have to mm-hmm. love the game in order to play at a certain level, whether you're in high school or college, at, at any level, for you to be the best player on your team, you have to love the game. Um, Absolutely. And once you come of age and you're starting to mature um i I think it it's a mentality one it's an obsession of getting better on a regular basis but it's it's also like it's also like coordination it's also like uh how your your brain and your body can become one in between the lines it it can he, he, the, the game will put you in certain situations where you haven't practiced your, your body's, you know, in a, a funky position. And if you can make a play, if you can hit a pitch that nobody else hits, people see that scouts mm-hmm. will see that. Um, if, if you're, you know, a, a, you're facing a guy that, you know, is thrown 99 and he struck out 12 batters in his last start and, you know, first pitch of the game, you know, a guy like Acuna, uh, you know, taking a 99 mile per hour fastball and hitting it over the center field fence. You're like, okay, like that's going to raise eyes. So it's like, it's, Mm -hmm. it's understanding that mentality one, but like in regards to like doing things that other people can't, your, your body just has to be, I would say trained in a way that Mm -hmm. is not necessarily baseball focused. It's focused on like being able to do pretty much everything. And then baseball looks, you, you look like Spider-Man on a baseball field. You don't look <laughs> like someone who's taken 100,000 ground balls. You look like someone who, if you gave him a tennis racket, if you gave him a golf club, if you gave him like a, you know, a pool stick, like they could do it all because of their coordination and because of their mind. And mm. they see a task, they're like, I'm going to get it done. I can get this done. Yeah, what's next? Um, yeah. And those are the guys where you look and you're like, man, they're making SportsCenter every week. They're making that diving catch, you know, hopping up. Nolan Arenado, Matt Chapman. So you're like, I worked out with Matt Chapman this past off season, last couple of off seasons, and this guy's a joke. Like, he can kick a football <laughs> with a spiral on target, like 40 <laughs> yards out. So like, if you're 40 yards away, you can like run a route, and he'll hit you on the route with a like it's it. And like, I'm sitting there trying to throw the ball. I can't even throw a ball 40 yards, and he can kick it. Bounce it to you, like, off the ground with a spiral. Like, he mm. sees a task, and he's like, I'm, I can do it. I'm going to do it. And next thing you know, he does it. And it's guys like that that, you know, baseball, basketball, football, they can do it all.
0: Just your freak athletes, which you yeah, are, man. Yeah. Everybody's seeing you on ESPN now. You just absolutely blew up this past year. <laughs> it was so cool to be a part of that. It was,
1: it was fun baseball for a little bit. but definitely was on top of the world for a little bit of the season. So, I hopefully only, more to come.
0: Dude, I can only imagine. So, Josh, you talked about your journey a little bit and you alluded a lot to mindset and how, you know, that in lieu with just have, being a freak of nature, Spider-Man or Batman type action figure athlete is important. But to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think that to be an elite athlete or just elite at what, you're, what you do in general, whatever your profession is, is that there's got to be some degree of sacrifice, right? You have to be a, be able to give up things in order to gain infinite more. And for you, that's a leg up on your competition. So talking about sacrifice, did you have to sacrifice anything as a young athlete to get to where you are today? Or do you currently make any sacrifices that you think make you stand out in your professional career now?
1: Yeah, I, I think that, I mean, we're all like dopamine driven. We're like humans. So mm-hmm. like, for me, it was like, I'm going to sacrifice this, this and this so I can get that hit to win the game. And it's like the same dopamine rush as you're, you know, walking off and like you're throwing your helmet up. So it's like, it's like, I feel like a lot of people will give things up to get things. Like if you're in a diet, you want to look a certain way because when you look at yourself in the mirror, you're going to feel good. So you feel crappy right now you want to eat but you're not going to because once you get there you're like man this is what i worked so hard for here's my here's my dopamine hit right so i i feel like as a kid it was like easy for me because my dad explained that to me like very early on you could have whatever you want as long as you just do the hard work you know so it's like do the hard work now and then you can you know all the the music videos that you watch like it's like that could all be yours but not if you don't work hard, like if you're gonna, you know, sit around watching TV, playing video games all day, um, you're going to get, your body's going to get accustomed to just sitting there playing video games all day. And then when you're in that situation to make that diving catch in front of that scout is just not going to happen because you haven't been doing things. Um, so right. in regards to like everybody else, like it doesn't matter if you want to be a baseball player, like you have to have an idea that is going to give you that same dopamine like response. So it's like, instead of, you know, eating that cake for breakfast, you're like, okay, I have a workout because I want to, you know, be all state in football this year. Like Hmm. I'm going to crush a protein shake and a pre-workout. And then I'm going to get after it for 90 minutes before school. Um, and Hmm. then when I, you know, make that interception or whatever it might be, like it, it all adds up, but, you have to have a goal where you're like, if I'm this, this is going to make me extremely happy so much so that it's worth me not going to that party or like traveling the world and just blowing a whole bunch of, you know, money for no reason. Um, like if your goal is like to be the best at something, I think that it's incentive enough for you to not have problems saying no.
0: Absolutely. I like that, Josh. Well, when you talk about being the best at something, you're definitely the best because you're on the stage that you're at for a reason and you deserve everything that's headed your way, my man, because you just put in so much time and effort. But let's talk on that note, let's talk about the young kids, the aspiring athletes, whether it be baseball, football, hockey, no matter what it is, somebody out there, or even somebody who's maybe in the minors right now, somebody who's working their way up to be in the majors, or if they're in a, in any type of that organization, What advice would you have for a young athlete or somebody that just aspires to be in your shoes that you're in now?
1: Um, I I feel like it's probably the same for for anybody. Um, I I would just say, just get out there and, like, and move, dude. Like, get out there and and play tag in your backyard. Get out there and, and play, you know, keep away with your friends. Play, like, you know, I don't know jackpot like (laughs) stay as active as you possibly can on things away from the game because if you sit in your garage and take a hundred thousand swings every day until draft day I don't think that your body could handle the game Hmm. like your body is better apt to handle 162 games if you're extremely athletic and your body like you get hurt when you can't I don't know. Like the the load is too much for your body to handle. So if you're going out and doing a whole bunch of different things and your body is accustomed to doing way more than the game asks you, you don't get hurt. Like you have fun playing the game. You can do a lot on the baseball field, but my challenge is don't get too specific. Like you see it on the pitching side. Like you can't throw 150 times as hard as you can a day. It's 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 a ticking time bomb, and that's science. Like it's We've seen it enough at the pro level. You're starting to see it more and more in amateur ball. Like you have to be athletic in different ways to keep your arms strong. So when it matters, you can throw 95, but no yeah. one's going to ask you at this level to throw 95 every pitch for 162 games. Like that. it's <laughs> not going to happen. Your, your, your body's going to break. So just do different things, like have fun with your friends, playing different sports, play them all. Even if you're not good, get good, get better, um, challenge yourself to, like, learn how to, like, growing up, I, I, I've never picked up, like, a lacrosse stick, but I would have so much fun right now trying to catch a lacrosse ball and learn how to throw it. And I think that it would be very similar to some of the things that I do on a baseball field, and it would be an awesome new workout, new challenging thing to keep me at the top of my game without getting monotonous with just, oh, I can take 100,000 swings a day and think that I'm getting better, and that's just not the case.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's kind of true too with COVID right now. As much as it sucks being at home in quarantine you know, now's a great time to pick up some new trades, look, read a few new books, learn a few new languages, uh, pick up some new trades and skills just to perfect, or just to, just to take your mind away from the, the the monotonous nine to five schedule that people work or just, you know, monotonous schedule that you play the 162 game schedule, just something just to fuel your mind because when you're so driven time and time and time again, it's not bad, but you experience that burnout that you're alluding to. You want to keep it fun because that's what keeps you coming back for more. So Josh, You know, talking about COVID a little bit, I know that there's a lot of things that are surrounding your MLB season right now. There's a lot that's kind of in the air. You're unsure. There's a lot of uncertainty. That's the same for everybody in the real world right now, but more particular for MLB because I'm looking forward to getting in the seats and and down in a few hot dogs and a few beers watching you play one day, and I know a lot of other people are too. Have you heard anything from the MLB about a projected start date or do you have any, like, information for anybody out there about kind of what you're hearing on the on the front lines of it?
1: Yeah, so, uh, like, the hopeful date is the first week of July. Um, there's there's a lot that has to go into it. Like, first and foremost, it's got to be safer, guys. You got guys with, like, kids on the way. You got guys with, with families that they want to be a part of. I know that Trout came out a couple of, of months ago saying that, you know, he, he didn't want to play quarantined and, you know, string, spring training facilities. And it's like, you can't have baseball without my trout. So it's like, you, you're going to have to make <laughs> some changes. So like, the, you know, the kid can live in his home, like be a part of his, you know, his, his son's birth and be safe playing the game that we all love. Um, So that's what they're going through right now. I know that the owners were talking to the Players Association, and I think that, that's the most important thing right now like you have to find a scenario where trout doesn't get it you know we 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 can't we have to be so safe in regards to how we're going to go about this and i think um if we take a, a really slow well thought out look at how we could do it i i think it's very doable um i i might be mistaken but so far, right now, I think that Major League Baseball players haven't had one case. So, if we all continue That's to awesome. do what we're doing right now and play a game, we shouldn't have any cases after the game. Right. So, Absolutely. in my mind, it's doable, but we're going to have to find a way where guys can live in their homes and lead, you know, somewhat of a normal lifestyle without. Endangering, you know, their their newborns, their their wives themselves, um, because it's a scary world out there, and a lot of people are hurting. Yeah, and I just I feel like it would be so sick. Like for me right now, I would I would like if it were live, I'd watch a checkers match. You know, I'd I'd watch (laughs) ping pong. Like I've been playing ping pong, me and my girl, like back and forth, like sweating bullets. Like we're getting (laughs) after it just for like some just like some newness. And I feel like if we could be one of the sports on TV right now, I, I think it'd be so good for America. It would be so good for just people right now um, to be able to watch and cheer and throw on a Jersey and yell at the TV a little bit, um, yell yeah. at some umpires, yell at some players, yell at some managers and uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully crack open a beer. Like you're saying, grill yeah, their own mind. hot dogs and then, you know, have some <laughs> baseball.
0: Absolutely. Um, so Josh, you know, this is a podcast predicated around more so mindset, you know, working on and enhancing what's between our ears. So with COVID right now, we talked about struggle as a, from an all the way elite level as an MOB athlete, you, and then all the way to the lower level, me being on the, being on the workforce. So when we talk mindset, what fuels you in times like this, these downtimes, these uncertain times, what keeps you motivated and what keeps you going and what advice would you have to offer people that are also going through the same thing, but are trying to overcome their minds right now that are bogging them down.
1: I, I think that it's, it's extremely important to keep dreaming, to keep having goals for yourself. Um, and like in my world right now, I have so much time to myself to get better. Um, I have so much time to myself to like write my own workout plans, to do baseball activities, to so like strictly by myself, to like learn more about my body and how it works and why it does certain things in certain scenarios. And it's just an opportunity for you to like sit back, like take a deep breath and like meditate on what you actually want to be able to do in your life. And then Mm. slowly but surely like do those things. Like, I, I feel like everyone went through that stage where like the world was like first shutting down that first week. Like I played through, like all of the Halo games, like there's like six or seven, and I played through like <laughs> six or seven and like two weeks, like on heroic. Like my girlfriend was ashamed of me. I was like, <laughs> I didn't move, right? And then I like, I'm finally getting through it, and it's like, okay, like now what? Like that, I got through that, you know, crap of me just doing whatever I wanted to do, uh-huh. but like, what do I actually want in the future? And it's like, now it's like, okay, so let's tackle the the diet aspect. In my world, I've been given food since I, you know, got drafted pretty much before then, because my parents were cooking for me all the time. Um, so now it's like the first time in my life where it's like, okay, like, what do I want to put in my body? When do I want to put it in my body? And you start looking at things online. You're like, okay, like intermittent fasting is definitely a thing. Let me try it out. Like, okay, like, no carbs definitely a thing. Like people are saying like they're they're ranting and raving about it. So like I'm I'm trying like keto diet right now. I'm cooking for myself every day. I've had some really bad experiences. i had some really good experiences. I made like a, a bomb brisket two nights ago that will probably be a staple in my life for like my kids to have. Uh-huh. Um but it's like a fun opportunity for me to be like, Okay, I'm gonna eat this so I can play like this whenever we get back. You know, I I can't play at 255 pounds. Let me try to play at 235 so I can stay on the field and make that diving play um, where it was just an inch off my glove. I can make that play and we can get a win. Um, So Mm. I I think doubling back down to like the rest of the world, like you you still have to have goals, right? You still have to have an idea of what you want in your life. And right now with more time, Like you were saying, learn that language, read that book that you never got around to. Um, Me and my girlfriend, we have this whiteboard in our our bedroom, and we write goals down on it. And um, at first, I wrote like this week-long checklist of like everything that I wanted to hammer out. So it was like Monday through Friday, and then it was like all the goals, and I would like throw X's on it. Or it was like, you know, knock out a yoga Um, like walk the dog, make the bed, take a cold shower, like all the things where you're like, okay, this is going to make me the best version of me today. Let me just try to cross them off. Mm. And then as you know, the weeks go by, I've been able to take, like finish off every shower on cold, like as cold as it gets for like a whole song, like four, four or five minutes. And when I first started, it was like 20 seconds. So it's like seeing goals like that, where I'm like, you know, chiseling off my masterpiece slowly it's like, okay, that puts more fuel on the fire for where I want to be. So in regards to like people in their own lives, I know that if they sat down and thought about it, they can slowly start chiseling themselves the way that they want it as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. One piece at a time, right? Exactly. exactly. Awesome, Josh. For such a young guy, you're such just a wealth of knowledge. Where did all this come from? Because... I didn't know the same guy in high school. I knew the kid that played smash brothers in the locker room all the time. and was talking crap to everybody around him all the time. What changed? What what changed?
1: Uh, I mean, I don't know. I I know that baseball is a good teacher. I know that failure is the best teacher out there, at least in our game. Um, Like for like non-baseball players, you probably haven't heard this for baseball players. You've heard this every time. Like it's, For to be a hall of famer you only fail seven times out of ten instead of eight so like that's the game of baseball if you want to make the hall of fame you have to fail seven times instead of eight times out of ten and that's all you have to do so like what's Mm -hmm. that difference maker you know so in my world like i've been i've had months where i've hit 400 like i've gotten on base i've failed six times out of ten i've had months where i've hit you know 150 where I literally, like, you could throw a beach ball up there and I would hit it right into the ground, like, <laughs> towards, an like, an infielder. Like, it wouldn't matter. Um, and I think just getting through those time periods of, like, breaking bats and, like, you know, being bummed out about myself and, like, realizing that, like, throwing fits of anger although I probably still will, like, has never done anything constructive for me, like, feeling sorry for myself, Mm. has literally done nothing for me in the grand scheme of things, and, like, once you realize that and understand that, you're like, okay, so, like, I can legitimately do everything else, and it will probably be more beneficial than me, like, moping around and, like, caring that I just struck out for the seventh time and everybody else has like three hits on the day like Mm -hmm. like nobody really cares if you're doing poorly everyone cares if you're doing well and wants a piece of it you know wants to like not like in a selfish way but like wants a piece of that for themselves like there's a reason why the whole world is watching the last dance there's a reason why everyone loves LeBron James there's a reason why everyone loves like Ichiro and like and Jeter like it's not because you like their personality it's because you want some of that winning aspect for yourself. So you can't help, but to watch them, you know? So it's like trying to see successful people and take things for yourself and become more of what you want, you know, just be the person that you want to be. And not an all in one day, just like slowly, but surely just start making better decisions for yourself.
0: Absolutely. And that's kind of what my captain that I have at work and I've even heard it from multiple captains and people I know at the fire department, they always compare it as, or say, or deem it as a crawl, walk, run progression. You got to start somewhere. You continually learn, you continually grow and you perfect your craft over time. And you get to that seven out of 10, not that eight out of 10. So I love that, Josh. So Jay Bell, I can call you that because I know you. What is next? for the young man. What is, what's your five-year goal? What's your five-year plan?
1: Um, it's, it's funny because I'm like really thinking about this now because I have so much time. Uh, mm. I really, really would like to start like a, a movement based baseball program somewhere in Texas. Um, hmm. And not just have cages lined up where people have, you know, their 30 30- or hour long session of trying to hit the ball better. I think that if we had like some sort of atmosphere where people could come in and learn how to move first, like get out of there, had a backpack on all day and then like crunched over on a computer all day, like there's so many kids that. their bodies are becoming accustomed to their lifestyle, and that's just Mm. school pretty much all day, a little bit of recess. Like, if you want to stay healthy in a game like baseball, you have to be able to move and, like, contort your body in very strange ways without blowing an oblique or a hamstring or an arm or, you know, a knee. Like, I I think that after baseball or even while I'm still playing, I want to start, like, just, like, a a different – avenue for kids to come and understand more about themselves understand more about how the body works and understand more about like rotational strength and power and how to grow with that rather than just trying to hit a ball off the tee better like learn how to rotate better like be a stronger human being and then when you pick up that baseball at the end of it you're like oh if i take this concept into throwing the baseball i can throw it harder than i've ever thrown it before But if you give a kid a baseball and you say, throw this as hard as you can, I'm going to put like a radar gun up. You're going to throw it as hard as you can. It's going to go right into the ground. Like Mm -hmm. that's what happens. You hold on too long. You spike it. You're like, I don't know what happened. And that kind of hurt, like teach guys how to move first. And then if they want to get like the baseball on the side, we can, but that's not going to be like the focus. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I haven't really heard of anything like that. I, I know that, Baseball is kind of moving towards that, but I would just like to um, see some kids grow, you know, and see Mm -hmm. some kids that came in one day and then two or three years later getting that scholarship or making that varsity team when they didn't make it as a freshman. Like just the small goals that they can take that and whether they make it in baseball or not, they can take that into their daily life in the future and continue to be healthy instead of like walking around like you have a standard eight to five job on a computer and their backs on the fritz all the time and they've got like the, the beer gut that they can't get, you know, (laughs) going away. It's just like creating some sort of lifestyle for people to know and like have a foundation with that will change their lives. So that's my goal.
0: Look at you, man. You really are growing up being a humble servant. I've been a humble servant. I love it, man. So you talked a lot about kids and man, I, I can't even imagine what it's like for you to look up in the stands or to take pictures with kids and see them wearing your Jersey. And that's gotta be an incredible feeling that a lot of people will never have that type of experience or be able to relate to. What does that mean for you to see kids look up to you to wear your Jersey and just to, just to praise you for who you are?
1: It's a lot. Um, I mean, for me, it's, like, added fuel to the fire. I mean, I, I know a lot of people have thrown their opportunities away, making, like, decisions from um, the field or whatever it might be the, their job. Um, you know, it's it's a lot of weight being, like, kind of put on a pedestal, at, at least in this area. I, I know that I'm, like, representing, like, Jesuit right now. I'm representing, like, the black mm-hmm. and gold. I'm representing, you know, my family, my friends from back home, like, as to turn on the TV and see the Bucks playing, they want to watch like an at-bat of mine. They don't have to watch the whole game, but they're like, oh, like, you know, JB's playing, you know, he's facing Strasburg and I, let's watch, let's, let's <laughs> see what happens, you know? So it's like, that is just more fuel of the fire for me to make the right decisions. And then, um, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's pretty humbling. I, I think that the thing that really shocks me to my core is when, like sometimes, when the lights are hitting just right, I'll like see my shadow on the field, mm. and it'll be like the shadow connected to my feet, and I'll get like a flashback from like when I was first playing underneath the lights at like a, oh, at wow. like 12 or whatever, like and, and Capel, you know, playing for the Cowboys, and it's like our first night game ever. <laughs> and I'm I'm looking down in the outfield, and the lights hitting me like a certain way, and I'm like, man, it's been like it's been two decades, right? It's it's been it's going on two decades now, where it's like I've been playing this game for a long time, and like I don't know how long this is gonna last, but like it's pretty sick because like pretty much all my teammates back then, they they can't get this feeling, they can't look down on the ground and see themselves, and then you look up, and there's like you know it's a stadium with like three decks, and there's fans everywhere, and there's like. People yelling at you. There's like people not paying attention. There's like fights breaking out. And you're like, man, this is like, this is it. This is like what? now It's like so much more than I had envisioned as, as a 12 year old. But like, this is as cool as it gets for the game right now in the world. So it's just an awesome opportunity.
0: Dude, I even now, like after you said that with your shadow, like I got chills. And I'm not lying to you. I'm wearing a sweatshirt. You can't see it. It's raining here. So it's a little bit cold. But man, I got chills. I, I was chilled to my core. By that, that's that, I, I can't imagine that type of feeling, but I can imagine just how much gratification you know you felt in that moment of time, and I'm sure that's a moment that you'll hold on to for the rest of your career and the rest of your life, which is that, that's that's awesome, dude. Well, I want to shift gears a little bit. Let's have a little fun. What do you think? Okay, yeah we'll for, for it, yeah for it. We'll figure it out. We'll see where it takes us. Who wears the pants in your relationship?
1: oh man uh i mean i i think i think it comes in ways i I think that uh for a lot of it it's just a lot of give and take right so a lot of it is like we're both gonna like this so we're gonna make this we're both gonna like going here so we're gonna go here but i think it 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 comes and goes like especially during the season like if i have a bad game Mm -hmm. like lee is the best in regards to like Having feel enough to like not ask me about the game one first and foremost, like you know what happened. <laughs> I like, was like, like yes, like we might have won, but I had two errors, and like I'm I'm ticked off. Like just don't ask. And two, like in those scenarios when I'm like beating myself up, she's really good at not throwing fuel to that fire. I, I don't know if it's like you know conditioning or if it's just she's <laughs> smart enough to, to realize that. But in the same instance, like when she's like bogged down with school and like, you know, she's in law school right now, she's working at uh, a law agency like remotely right now. So she's got a lot of work. So it's like in scenarios like that, it's just like, okay, this is my time to like, you know, be as domestic as I can around the house to be as like nice as I can to her, like try to carry more weight than I'm used to just because she's bogged down. So it's like, In regards to who needs uh, more, like, coddling, I hope that it's not me. I hope (laughs) that I'm wearing the pants more. But I feel like in this baseball world, I'm sure she coddles me so much more. So I, like, feel like I've got the pants on. But it's, like, it's really just me throwing, like, a, a hissy fit over some stuff that doesn't matter. So, that's, that's probably me. If that's a, a win, I don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, sometimes you wear the belt. The, the belt supports the pants. They, it's just a, it's just yeah. a combo, it's a combo yeah. deal thing, man. <laughs> yeah. Not that I have any experience yeah. in that field. Uh, yeah, of course not. Of course yeah, not, not. Not, not. Not at all. So I may or may not have placed a friendly wager that you were going to win the Home Run Derby. and That's fair. You did not – quite finished numero uno
1: i would have bet on on myself too um if i could (laughs) have but
0: so what happened there
1: okay okay (laughs) There's so many things going into it or it's like man if any of these things had changed things would have gone differently i wouldn't say that i'd win i just thought that i could have put on a better show like i had like 18 homers and like there are guys that hit like eight there, guys, at like 12, and it's like I was just kind of in the middle. But in regards to like a show, like I put on shows, and I'm like, man, like that definitely one wasn't one of them. But number one, I didn't practice. Like we were ah, like,
0: ah, okay.
1: We were like two games out of first place, and we we're playing the Brewers. And like, if anybody watches me play the Brewers, all they do is like try to get me to swing at balls, like so hard. They were like, please swing at this ball. Like, JB, you want to swing at this ball? Like, 3-0 change-ups down in a way they're like swing at it jb we want to walk you but swing at this ball <laughs> so it's like i didn't want to go and like practice a home run derby two games out of first place and then go over the series and then like i didn't i didn't care enough about the derby and i, I think that a lot of guys told me i should have practiced and a lot of guys told me that i should have gotten my hitting coach up uh, to throw to me before but he was coaching in triple a and like i didn't want uh like, his hands were kind of tied. It was his first year coaching. I didn't want him to, like, you know, sacrifice his position there just for, like, an opportunity to win some cash and, like, have the fame of of winning the the derby. So, we... He comes, like, the day before the derby, right? He comes, like, two days before the derby. He comes to one of my games. It's a day game, and we practice before the day game. Um, And granted, I haven't had, like, an off day, like, all year. So, like, we, like, practice. And it wasn't like four minutes of swinging as hard as you can. It was like, just try to find timing enough to hit homers off him. And I had him so close to me and I was like, Oh yeah, I can hit homers like this easy. Like I like short overhand. I'm going to do a huge leg kick. And then when it boiled down to it during the derby, like he was blowing me up. It felt like I was facing like, I don't know, like Aaron Hicks. Like it was just like, I'm hitting foul balls and like, the atmosphere is set up to where it's like down both foul pole lines it's just like families you see like kershaw's kid running around like i'm not trying to pull a ball early i'm not going to be the guy at the derby that like hurts somebody like hits you know i don't know gary sanchez in his knee or something like that like i'm not I, like people will fight me for that right <laughs> so i was like okay like just try to like stay in the middle of the field And i was just getting sawed off but I got into a couple of bowls. It was fun watching everything. It was fun being on the field. But, like, after that, of course, I went into, like, a huge slump. I was going into a slump before, and then afterwards, it, like, got, like, you know, percentage points worse. And I didn't hit a homer for, like, a month. And our fans were ticked. I was (laughs) ticked. I actually, like, my manager ended up giving me, like, three off days in a row. And then that next week, I think it hit, like, six homers. It was just, like, I was dead. The derby took a lot out of me. And if I had to do it all over again, I would definitely do that thing again. I would just change there a couple things. Win that, so I, Or at least make it to the second, third round or something like that. You know, like, have something where it would be fun for me to watch instead of, like, every time I watch it, I'm like, dang, i got to turn this off. Like, <laughs> i got to go hit. Well, I'll
0: make you a deal. If you make it back, I'll, we'll come travel. I'll, I'll bring a few buddies with me, and we'll come watch you. Uh, at the derby we'll cheer you cool. on we won't talk crap to you We'll. it's gonna we'll be crap. interesting
1: man like I don't, I don't know if we're gonna play in stadiums even next year like stadiums that That's are weird. packed but the next all-star game I'm gonna work so hard to make it just for the atmosphere uh-huh. like just for like people are gonna be going nuts just yeah. to watch a home run derby live for the first time in years so hopefully I'm a part of it
0: yeah I know you will be man you, you'll get there you have the right mindset for it so another fun question if you started a podcast you, your your tongue has definitely been tamed over the years i can tell you, you you've got a little experience under your belt being a professional athlete now but if you decide eh, maybe podcasting's for me what would you name your podcast
1: that's a good question <laughs> that is a good question how'd you pick yours
0: uh just because i love mindset Uh, i'm fascinated with navy seals and read a lot of stories about navy seals that's what i wanted to do out of high school Uh, i wanted to join the seals that's kind of where that's cool i uh that stem from
1: if you want to go dive into it uh the pirates just to give me some time to think of a a podcast maybe while i'm telling this look at
0: you playing playing the cards right go ahead
1: (laughs) you go in the right field real quick and then bring it back (laughs) so when i first got drafted the Pirates had hired um, some new like coordinators that like weren't focused on baseball necessarily. They were focused on like elite mindset, like you're talking about. So like when you think elite mindset, first thing that you go to is Navy SEALs. It's like best minds in the world, best mindset in the world. If you don't have the mindset for it, you're not going to be there. It's just not going to happen. Like you Are can't you- make it through hell week and you know, walk out of there without a mindset where you're like I don't care if I die I'm gonna get through this mm-hmm. like I don't care if my pecs rip off the bone I'm gonna get through <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of people had that mindset and still didn't make it because their failed them. so you got to have like the coupling of two so mm-hmm. like they were trying to like marry the Navy SEAL mentality with baseball and they like brought in Navy SEALs to like pretty much run our lives for like a week and they called oh, it wow. uh, like they called it, they didn't want to call it hell week. So they called it like crucible week. So like <laughs> it's my first year pro bowl. Right. So I just left Austin. Like I go from like, you know, capital of Texas. Like it was another story for another time. It was awesome. <laughs> right. And so I'm I'm sitting in instructional league and everyone's like, Oh, this is cool. Like baseball for the first time, we're all getting to know each other. And like a couple of days into camp, like we're all sleeping in these barracks like two to three in a room and it's like a apartment style setups all baseball players in there kind of like a dorm setup um and it's like four o'clock in the morning right and you hear these like banging on the door like boom, 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 boom. <laughs> from like way down the hall you're like that was really loud and really far away like i don't know what's going on we had no idea we had no heads up and like Seals were like legitimate ex-seals were coming into people's rooms, like making them make up their beds, like yelling at them. And like, it's, it, they probably started at three and they got through all the rooms in an hour. So like, we're all not sleeping, just waiting for people to come like yell at us. We're like peeking down the hallway. Like, who are those guys? (laughs) Like that's a crazy long, that's a crazy long beard. And we have like a shaving policy here. So like those guys aren't baseball players. They're not coaches. (laughs) I don't know who they are, but like, like whatever. We ended up taking a bus to the beach nearby. We're carrying logs. We're like doing different drills. We have to like, it's pitch black outside. Like guys are getting hurt. Like, but it was like getting through that. And we had, like, games afterwards. We were getting rolled. Like, any ball in the gap, it was, like, guaranteed, like, borderline inside the parker because guys' (laughs) hamstrings were, like, cramping out. They were on, like, three hours of sleep. And it was like that for, like, a full week. But, like, the guys that quit, like, legitimately were out of the game. Like, the guys that said, no, like, I'm not going to do that anymore, they were like, all right, peace. Like, you're going home. And, like, we were like, well, crap. Like, it's not killing us. You know what I'm saying? It's like this (laughs) – it's one of those things where it's, like, did it make me better as a baseball player? Maybe. Did it make me better, like, specifically for baseball? Like, probably not. But in regards to, like, looking back on that and being, like, okay, whatever I'm doing right now, like, you know, doing this pull-up, and I feel like I, I got room in the tank for a couple more, but I kind of don't feel like it. Like, it's, like, I, I can get through it. Like, that mentality um, and just understanding, like, what it was like what people went through and it was like you know it was probably like percentage points it was probably five percent three percent of what they went through probably less you know but just getting a little taste we're like oh my god like <laughs> i guess we're in the right shoes here because it could be way worse you know like right. we're like man like baseball baseball sucks but it's pretty awesome like, <laughs> i can't wait to have like a normal game where i've slept eight to ten hours and had breakfast like we were eating soup and apples for like a week it was wild uh-huh. but uh it was I was I was like my first year pro ball and we did it for a few years afterwards um and then they ended up canceling it because I guess guys were just getting hurt like you he, he, he can't have a guy start after three hours of sleep and right. expect him like not to you know like it, it just wasn't smart at the time but uh full circle back to a podcast name I don't know I, I feel like um uh, one of my one of my buddies has a, a company that he's starting right now. It's called Off the Off the Grid Training, and ah, okay. I, it would probably be something like that, or it's like. I, I feel like I'd probably just steal that for my podcast. He'd let me have it, you <laughs> know? You, Like you I, just I, I feel up? like doing something like away from the norm. Like my dad and I used to play tennis with a medicine ball, like set up a tennis like court like have lines and then we'd see who would like miss the ball first <laughs> or like you know not throw it over the net from a certain degree and it's like I was watching James Harrison like the superstar with the Steelers like superstar like stud um we play forever playing that on a volleyball court with like he had a teammate and two other guys and I was like it's it's stuff like that that keeps you strong forever. Like that yeah, guy, yeah. I don't want to get tackled by him when he's 60 <laughs> when he's 70 when he's 80, like don't want to get tackled. Like he's going to hurt me at 80.
0: Uh, but
1: uh, yeah, so, so I'd say something like that.
0: I got an idea for you. What about you do like a, a co-ed podcast, you and your girlfriend called the belt in the pants. It's
1: your belt in the pants. <laughs> Who's wearing it today? <laughs> yeah. She, 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 would, she would be great. She could she could talk to, to pretty much anything forever long. Um, yeah, she's she's awesome. So maybe one day. I know that, you know, this whole, like, WAGS thing is blowing up. Like, the wives and girlfriends in certain scenarios. So I feel like she would be great for it. Me, on the other hand, I think I'm too scatterbrained to, like, stay on one topic for <laughs> too, too long without coffee. So, like, if I always had a camera in my face, I'd be like, get that sucker out of here. But, <laughs> podcast once a week. I could see it. I could see it happening.
0: I like it, man. Well, awesome. So, Josh, I could keep asking you question after question because, I mean, you're just an easygoing guy to talk to. You have, you know, genuine, heartfelt answers. You're funny, too, sometimes. You're a little bit more tame, like I said, in high school. You know, I I to understand <laughs> being a professional athlete, you know, you having to dial it back a little bit, too, but. Um, you know, last thing I want to do before we kind of wrap it up is I want to give you the floor. I want to give you however much time you feel like you need to say whatever's on your heart. You have talked about a lot of great things today, right? You talked about mindset. You've talked about mentality. You've talked about will and determination, uh, and just, you know, that go getter mentality that you need to be successful in any area of your life. But what else do you have any other thoughts lingering right now that you'd like to share and the floor is yours?
1: Yeah. Um, okay. That's, and this might be hard for me to, to get out, um, but it's, it's just like a, a thought that I've had. Um, there, was, there was a book that an instructor gave me years ago, right? And he told me to read it, and it's called The Optimist Creed. And I started it, and it's basically like the secret, but it's also like as thick as an encyclopedia. And so I put it away. Until this quarantine. And then I picked it back up and I started reading through it again. And then through the first few chapters, I was like, holy crap. Like, this is, this is like earth shattering. Like, this is, I would suggest anybody to read this book. Or like, maybe if there's a spark notes, you could throw it my way because I'm still reading it. But in <laughs> and, and regards to like this, the author like painted a picture that made so much sense to me about how your mentality about who God is and your life shapes your life. Hmm. So, and in my world as a kid, and even as an early adult, I would, I would be like, okay, so if I do something wrong, something bad is going to happen, right? God's going to punish me if I do something wrong. And in this book, it was talking about like, that mentality falsifies who God should be in your life. Mm. Therefore you're not going to receive blessings. Right. So it's like, if let's say, you know, I go and trip, you know, someone who doesn't need to be tripped, let's say it's like an old person or something. And I walk around the world thinking like, Oh God, like it's going to happen. I I shouldn't have done that. Something bad's going to happen. It's like, well duh. Like something bad's going to happen. If you're like, throwing that out into the universe. So it's like what God is and what our understanding of who God is, no matter who you are, needs to be an ultimate source of good an infinite source of light
0: mm-hmm.
1: that created us. And that like we're created in his image, so much so that we can tap into him at any time. So whenever we're scared in a scenario, we're like, I'm going to throw it in God's hands and God's this infinite source. Like this, whatever I'm dealing with right now is nothing in God's hands. God's had God has way much more on his plate, but because I'm made in his image and because I'm one of his chosen people, like he's got this, I can throw it all in his hands. If something bad happens to me, I'm going to throw it to God because he's got it. Right. So it's like changing the idea from God's punishing me to God's like, got this and I've got this like, and the last few weeks has legitimately like I I wish I had learned that as like a first grader. Hmm. Um because it's like it it makes so much sense. Like God's gonna punish you. God's gonna punish you. God's gonna punish you. God's gonna punish you. And you're walking around like I feel bad. This is good, you know, it's like your body language is like, oh no. Hmm. But like God's got this. Like I'm just gonna tap into like that light that's infinite. Like all the stars in the world, all the stars in the universe, like more light than that. Like you're walking around, you're like holy crap, like nothing is going to overpower me nothing is going to you know blot out this light and uh, I feel like I would challenge anybody to live like that I would challenge anybody to like read that book or at least read like the beginning of the book like I have and try to live that life um because I, that's the mentality that I, I feel like no matter what religion you come from like you're Source of wisdom, like whoever you're, like Dalai Lama, or like Gandhi, or like you know Mother Teresa, or like you know Jesus, like they all had that same mentality. Mm. Like no matter what it is, I'm not afraid. God's got this. No matter who God is in their life, they'll have the same idea. And I was like, that that's universal. And if it's universal, it works for me. Like if it works for anybody across the world, no matter what mindset, mentality, religion, you know what church they go to like monks are thinking the same thing um so why not me you know like why not live like that uh so that, that's just all i got now it's well thank you i appreciate i appreciate you bringing me on this is fun this is like i said this is a first for me so i mean i'm glad that it was somebody that i knew because I, I definitely felt comfortable um good luck with this in the future i think that it's going to be exciting to to watch different ones that you have different people that you bring on, and Keep living right, man. That's the only way to uh, keep growing is to keep tackling the mind first and letting
0: everything else take care of itself. Oh, that's, dude, it's, it, it's been my honor for you to, you know, just to, to be here, take time out of your day to add some so much tremendous value to people's lives and from learning the most from the most elite of the elite, and you are elite, and it's been a privilege to kind of watch you grow up. I can say that because I'm a little bit older than you. Into that kid that was playing Smash Bros and talking crap in the locker room to everybody and being super competitive to this, you know, this awesome humble servant, not only to, you know, your your girlfriend and your family and people around you and your fans, but you know, just just, just to God as well. And that's what I want to say. You know, I'm a firm believer in in, in the man upstairs. I believe I believe in a greater being and a greater power. And that's what we were called to do. We were called to serve. And that's really, yes, this podcast is about mindset, but. My goal is to serve as many people as I possibly can. And I told you before this, I was like, I don't care if I have hundreds and thousands of views or millions of views. If I can change one person's life by them watching your interview today, that means a great deal to me. And I know that means a great deal to you as well. Just being that humble servant that you alluded to. So Josh, again, man, the thanks is, you know, my my thanks is infinite for you for being on here today. And lastly, I want to say, uh, you know, just about this podcast, if you are listening because of Josh, I totally understand. I would, too. That's why you're here listening to this. Uh, but if you look forward to more awesome interviews with professional athletes, uh, military personnel coming up soon, we have an awesome interview lined up with Jason Redmond, who is also a former U.S. Navy SEAL, who was awarded the Purple Heart and the Bronze Star, uh, who, who was also served at the same time around, around Jocko Willink, which a lot of people know Jocko, who is a very uh, famous Navy SEAL as well. Uh, we got a lot of other NFL athletes coming up, maybe Ryan Russell and a couple other ones too. But we're going to encompass a big vast majority of the spectrums because everybody's got a voice. It's very, very important perspective is everything. And that's the beauty of a podcast. So if you would like something like this, if you want to improve upon yourself based upon awesome information that you learn and extract from guys like Josh and guys and girls moving forward, please press the subscribe button on YouTube. It takes two seconds out of your day to do that. It comes at no cost whatsoever to you, no credit cards, anything on the back end. I don't get anything from it because it's not about me. It's about you and helping you better yourself. Um, and then also you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on OSD underscore 42. Uh, that is going to be our main page, OSD underscore 42, or you can type in mind over matter podcast on Facebook and follow our main podcast page for more announcements coming up as well. But one way or another, I want to let you know too, that we are also accessible on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, and various other auditory platforms. So you can find this episode wherever you want to and you can access it whenever you want to so that is my goal with all this just to give you many avenues to be able to learn and to grow I'm passionate about it Josh is too and then I hope you guys have a wonderful wonderful day Josh thanks again man and we'll make cool. connect soon here pretty quickly yeah.
1: yeah it sounds good man stay safe you too buddy